chapter twenty eight of the adventures of huckleberry finn this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit LibriVox.org. recording by linda marie nielsen vancouver b c the adventures of huckleberry finn by mark twain chapter twenty eight by and by it was getting up time so i come down the ladder and started for downstairs but as i come to the girl's room the door was open and i see mary jane setting by her old hair trunk which was open and she'd been packing things in it getting ready to go to england but she had stopped now with a folded gown in her lap and had her face in her hands crying i felt awful bad to see it of course anybody would i went in there and says miss mary jane you can't abear to see people in trouble and i can't most always tell me about it so she done it and it was the niggers i just expected it she said the beautiful trip to england was most about spoiled for her she didn't know how she was ever going to be happy there knowing the mother and the children weren't ever going to see each other no more and then busted out bitterer than ever and flung up her hands and says oh dear dear to think they ain't ever going to see each other any more but they will and inside of two weeks and i know it says i laws it was out before i could think and before i could budge she throws her arms around my neck and told me to say it again say it again say it again i see i had spoke too sudden and said too much and was in a close place i asked her to let me think a minute and she sat there very impatient and excited and handsome but looking kind of happy and eased up like a person that's had a tooth pulled out so i went to studying it out i says to myself I reckon a body that ups and tells the truth when he is in a tight place is taking considerable many risks though i ain't had no experience and can't say for certain but it looks so to me anyway and yet here's a case where i'm blessed if it don't look to me like the truth is better and actually safer than a lie i must lay it by in my mind and think it over some time or other it's so kind of strange and unregular i never see nothing like it well i says to myself at last i'm a-going to chance it i'll up and tell the truth this time though it does seem most like setting down on a keg of powder and touching it off just to see where you'll go to then i says miss mary jane 
is there any place out of town a little ways where you could go and stay three or four days yes mr lothrop's why never mind why yet if i'll tell you how i know the niggers will see each other again inside of two weeks here in this house and prove how i know it will you go to mr lothrop's and stay four days four days she says i'll stay a year all right i says i don't want nothing more out of you than just your word i'd rather have it than another man's kiss the bible she smiled and reddened up very sweet and i says if you don't mind it i'll shut the door and bolt it then i come back and set down again and says don't you holler just set still and take it like a man i got to tell the truth and you want to brace up miss mary because it's a bad kind and going to be hard to take but there ain't no help for it these uncles of yourn ain't no uncles at all they're a couple of frauds regular deadbeats there now we're over the worst of it you can stand the rest middling easy it jolted her up like everything of course but i was over the shoal water now so i went right along her eyes a-blazing higher and higher all the time and told her every blamed thing from where we first struck that young fool going up to the steamboat clear through to where she flung herself on the king's breast at the front door and he kissed her sixteen or seventeen times and then up she jumps with her face afire like sunset and says the brute come don't waste a minute not a second we'll have them tarred and feathered and flung into the river says i certainly but do you mean before you go to mr lothrop's or oh she says what am i thinking about she says and set right down again don't mind what i said please don't you won't now will you laying her silky hand on mine in that kind of a way that i said i would die first i never thought i was so stirred up she says now go on and i won't do so any more you tell me what to do and whatever you say i do it well i says it's a rough gang them two frauds and i'm fixed so i got to travel with them a while longer whether i want to or not i'd rather not tell you why and if you was to blow on them this town would get me out of their claws and i'd be all right but they'd be another person you don't know about who'd be in big trouble well we got to save him ain't we of course well then we won't blow on them saying them words put a good idea in my head i see how maybe i could get me and jim rid of the frauds 
get them jailed here and then leave but i didn't want to run the raft in the daytime without anybody aboard to answer questions but me so i didn't want the plan to begin working till pretty late to-night i says miss mary jane i'll tell you what we'll do and you won't have to stay at mr lothrop's so long neither how fur is it a little short of four miles right out in the country back here well that's the answer now you go along out there and lay low till nine or half-past to-night and then get them to fetch you home again tell them you've thought of something if you get here before eleven put a candle in this window and if i don't turn up wait till eleven and then if i don't turn up it means i'm gone and out of the way and safe then you come out and spread the news around and get these beats jailed good she says i'll do it and if it just happens so that i don't get away but get took up along with them you must up and say i told you the whole thing beforehand and you must stand by me all you can stand by you indeed i will they shan't touch a hair of your head she says and i see her nostrils spread and her eyes snap when she said it too if i get away i shan't be here i says to prove these rapscallions ain't your uncles and i couldn't do it if i was here i could swear they was beats and bummers that's all though that's worth something well there's others can do that better than what i can and there are people that ain't going to be doubted as quick as i'd be i'll tell you how to find them give me a pencil and a piece of paper there Roll none such bricksville put it away and don't lose it when the court wants to find out something about these two let them send up to bricksville and say they've got the men that played the royal nonsuch and ask for some witnesses why you'll have that entire town down here before you can hardly wink miss mary and they'll come a billing too i judged we had got everything fixed about right now so i says just let the auction go right along and don't worry nobody don't have to pay for the things they buy till a whole day after the auction on accounts of the short notice and they ain't gone out of this till they get that money and the way we fixed it the sale ain't going to count and they ain't going to get no money it's just like the way it was with the niggers it warn't no sale and the niggers will be back before long why they can't collect the money for the niggers yet they're in the worst kind of a fix miss mary well she says i'll run down to breakfast now and then i'll start straight for mr lothrop's deed that ain't the ticket miss mary jane i says 
by no manner of means go before breakfast why what did you reckon i wanted you to go at all for miss mary well i never thought and come to think i don't know what was it why it's because you ain't one of those leather-faced people i don't want no better book than what your face is a body can set down and read it off like coarse print do you reckon you can go and face your uncles when they come to kiss you good morning and never there there don't yes i'll go before breakfast i'll be glad to and leave my sisters with them yes never mind about them they've got to stand it yet a while they might suspicion something if all of you was to go i don't want you to see them nor your sisters nor nobody in this town if a neighbor was to ask how is your uncle's this morning your face would tell something no you go right along miss mary jane and i'll fix it with all of them i'll tell miss susan to give your love to your uncles and say you've went away for a few hours to get a little rest and change or to see a friend and you'll be back tonight or early in the morning gone to see a friend is all right but i won't have my love given to them well then it shan't be it was well enough to tell her so no harm in it it was only a little thing to do and no trouble and it's the little things that smooths people's roads the most down here below it would make mary jane comfortable and it wouldn't cost nothing then i says there's one more thing that bag of money well they've got that and it makes me feel pretty silly to think how they got it no you're out there they ain't got it why who's got it i wish i knowed but i don't i had it because i stole it from them and i stole it to give to you and i know where i hid it but i'm afraid it ain't there no more i'm awfully sorry miss mary jane i'm just as sorry as i can be but i done the best i could i did honest i come nigh getting caught and i had to shove it into the first place i came to and run and it warn't a good place oh stop blaming yourself it's too bad to do it and i won't allow it you couldn't help it it wasn't your fault where did you hide it i didn't want to set her thinking about her troubles again and i couldn't seem to get my mouth to tell her what would make her see the corpse laying in the coffin with that bag of money on his stomach so for a minute i didn't say nothing then i says i'd rather not tell you where i put it miss mary jane if you don't mind letting me off but i'll write it for you on a piece of paper and you can read it along the road to mr lothrop's if you want to do you reckon that'll do oh yes so i wrote i put it in the coffin 
it was in there when you were crying there away in the night i was behind the door and i was mighty sorry for you miss mary jane it made my eyes water a little to remember her crying there all by herself in the night and them devils laying there right under her own roof shaming her and robbing her and when i folded it up and gave it to her i see the water come into her eyes too and she shook me by the hand hard and says good-bye i'm going to do everything just as you told me and if i don't ever see you again i shan't ever forget you and i'll think of you a many and a many time and i'll pray for you too and she was gone pray for me i reckon if she knowed me she'd take a job that was more nearer her size but i bet she done it just the same she was just that kind she had the grit to pray for judas if she took the notion there warn't no back down to her i judge you may say what you want to but in my opinion she had more sand in her than any girl i ever see in my opinion she was just full of sand it sounds like flattery but it ain't no flattery and when it comes to beauty and goodness too she lays over them all i ain't ever seen her since that time that i see her go out of that door no i ain't ever seen her since but i reckon i've thought of her a many and a many million times and of her saying she would pray for me and if ever i'd a thought it would do any good for me to pray for her blamed if i wouldn't a done it or bust well mary jane she let out the back way i reckon because nobody see her go when i struck susan and the hair lip i says what's the name of them people o'er the other side of the river that you all goes to see sometimes they says there's several but it's the proctors mainly that's the name i says i most forgot well miss mary jane she told me to tell you she's gone over there in a dreadful hurry one of them sick which one i don't know leastways i kinder forgot but i think it's sakes alive i hope it ain't hanner i am sorry to say it i says but hanner's the very one my goodness and she's so well only last week is she took bad it ain't no name for it they sat up with her all night miss mary jane said and they don't think she'll last many hours only think of that now what's the matter with her i couldn't think of anything reasonable right off that way so i says mumps mumps your granny they don't set up with people that's got the mumps they don't don't they you better bet they do with these mumps these mumps is different it's a new kind miss mary jane said how's it a new kind 
because it's mixed up with other things what other things while measles and whooping cough and erysipelas and consumption and yeller jaunders and brain fever and i don't know what all my land and they call it the mumps that's what miss mary jane said well what in the nation do they call it the mumps for why because it is the mumps that's what it starts with well there ain't no sense in it a body might stump his toe and take pissin and fall down the well and break his neck and bust his brains out and somebody come along and ask what killed him and some numbskill up and say why he stumped his toe wouldn't there be any sense in that no and there ain't no sense in this neither is it catching is it catching why how you talk is a harrow catching in the dark if you don't hitch on to one tooth you're bound to on another ain't you and you can't get away with that tooth without fetching the whole harrow along can you well these kinds a mumps is a kind of harrow as you may say and it ain't no slouch of a harrow nother you come to get it hitched on good well it's awful i think says the hare lip i'll go to uncle harvey and oh yes i says i would of course i would i wouldn't lose no time well why wouldn't you just look at it a minute and maybe you can see ain't your uncles obliged to get along home to england as fast as they can and do you reckon they'd be mean enough to go off and leave you to go all that journey by yourselves you know they await for you so fur so good your uncle harvey's a preacher ain't he very well then is a preacher going to deceive a steamboat clerk is he going to deceive a ship clerk so as to get them to let miss mary jane go aboard now you know he ain't what will he do then well he'll say it's a great pity but my church matters has got to get along the best way they can for my niece has been exposed to the dreadful pluribus onum mumps and so it is my bounden duty to set down here and wait the three months it takes to show on her if she's got it but never mind if you think it's best to tell your uncle harvey shucks and stay fooling around here when we could all be having good times in england whilst we was waiting to find out whether mary jane got it or not why you talk like a muggins well anyway maybe you'd better tell some of the neighbors listen at that now you do beat all for natural stupidness can't you see that they'd go and tell there ain't no way but just to not tell anybody at all well maybe you're right yes i judge you are right 
but i reckon we ought to tell uncle harvey she's gone out a while anyway so he won't be uneasy about her yes miss mary jane she wanted you to do that she says tell them to give uncle harvey and william my love and a kiss and say i've run over the river to see mr mr what is the name of that rich family your uncle peter used to think so much of i mean the one that why you must mean the apthorpes ain't it of course bother them kind of names a body can't ever seem to remember them half the time somehow yes she said say she has run over to ask for the apthorpes to be sure and come to the auction and buy this house because she's allowed her uncle peter would rather they had it than anybody else and she's going to stick to them till they say they come and then if she ain't too tired she's coming home and if she is she'll be home in the morning anyway she said don't say nothing about the proctors but only about the apthorpes which shall be perfectly true because she is going there to speak about their buying the house i know it because she told me herself all right they said and cleared out to lay for their uncles and give them the love and the kisses and tell them the message everything was all right now the girls wouldn't say nothing because they wanted to go to england and the king and the duke would rather mary jane was off working for the auction than around in reach of dr robinson i felt very good i judged i had done it pretty neat i reckon tom sawyer couldn't a done it no neater himself of course he would a throwed more style into it but i can't do that very handy not being brung up to it well they held the auction in the public square along towards the end of the afternoon and it strung along and strung along and the old man he was on hand and looking his level pessimist up there alongside of the auctioneer and chipping in a little scripture now and then or a little goody-goody saying of some kind and the duke he was around goo-gooing for sympathy all he knowed how and just spreading himself generally but by and by the thing dragged through and everything was sold everything but a little old trifling lot in the graveyard so they'd got to work that off i never see such a giraffe as the king was for wanting to swallow everything well whilst they was at it a steamboat landed and in about two minutes up comes a crowd a whooping and yelling and laughing and carrying on and singing out here's your opposition line here's your two sets o airs to old peter wilkes and you pays your money and you takes your choice 
End of chapter 28. Recording by Linda Marie Nielsen, Vancouver, B.C.